Welcome to the Vol Bros. My name is Evan. This is my brother, Jimbo Fisher's agent. How I wish that were true. And we are two Vol Bros who are actually bros in real life. And I almost, I almost clicked on the basketball intro just as like a joke slash not a joke. <laughs> I almost did it, but I didn't. Uh, we are here to talk about what happened yesterday. I can't really call it a game, but I can say it happened yesterday. So that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, excuse me, X or whatever you want to call it. Um, so you can find us at all those places and on threads at, and Instagram at at the vol bros we're live on all three platforms so if you're joining us on any of the three we'd love for you to interact with us let us know the answers to our questions as we go through because if this is your first time joining us tonight we always answer three questions uh, every time the vols play in our reaction show and those three questions are what are your thoughts and takeaways from the game who was your player of the game and what was the play of the game not really sure we have one for the second two, but I, I thought of one, so I've, I've got one to at least say, and it's kind of sad. But, uh, Rustin, what were your immediate thoughts from yesterday's performance? Oh, me. Um, yep, that pretty much sums it up, yeah. <laughs> so our four leading tacklers, I, I think this sums it up. Our four leading tacklers were Wesley Walker, Tank McCullough, Danico Slaughter, and Jordan Thomas. When your three safeties in a corner are your four yep. leading tacklers, that means the front seven had a really bad day. Yep, they did nothing. Um, and and I don't want to say they because I and I hate oh I hate picking on one guy, but we said this Thursday, and I watched it back last night, and I I watched clips again today to make sure I wasn't missing anything. 21 of their 36 points can be directly attributed to Elijah Herring. And, and I hate to say that, but it's, if you watch it back, we said, we said Thursday, Elijah Herring terrifies us, or at least I did terrifies me with the amount of stretch zone that Missouri runs. He got baked all day long on stretch zone. He looked terrible. He never filled his gap. But then it got worse because he started panicking. He started overplaying. Um, and, and they found more creative ways to attack him. If, if you look, almost every play design is designed toward going after him. Not just running, also passing. Um, they, they, and to their credit, they were creative with scheme. They were creative with motion. You know, his his job when there's nobody on one on his side of the field, his job is to take first back out. Um, a lot of times they caught them in man coverage where he had to take first back out. First back out was either Cody Schrader or sometimes, and this was really creative, it was Luther Burden. Um, Luther Burden's touchdown where he walked in off that play action pass untouched, that was 100% Elijah Herring. Um, Brady Cook's touchdown where he faked the toss sweep and then took off up the middle, 100% Elijah Herring. And here's what makes it worse. He screwed up twice on both plays. On the toss sweep, his job, because of the formation they were in, they had a safety walk down. So the safety has outside contain. 
and it's supposed to force the running back back into a cutback lane, which is the lane that Brady Cook ran through because not only did Elijah Herring not stay in his gap, he over-pursued on a toss that wasn't even his assignment there either. So on that play, even if they had tossed it, he still would have been out of position and that cutback lane would have been wide open for the running back. So he blew it twice on that play. And then on the, on the Luther burden touchdown, again, he has first back out. There was nobody out there. It's only him. Not only did he not get to the flat because, you know, he has to look in the backfield and go bare minimum. If Cody Schrader's the first back out, I'm not faster than him. So I've got to hightail it out of here on ball snap and make sure I don't get beat to the edge. Not only did he not do that, he actually bit on the dive fake, which wasn't his responsibility. So again, his sole thought process on that play should have been, I got to get to the flat as fast as humanly possible. Not only did he not do that, he actually went and overplayed the, the, the dive fake, which wasn't his job. So, again, Thursday, we we badly missed Keenan Peely and Arian Carter because when Elijah Herring was imploding, we had no one else to go to. And and to his credit, they they tried Jeremiah T. Lander. He did okay. Um, he he at least filled the gap, got bulldozed a couple of times, but at least he was in the right spot. Um, but Without Keenan Peely and, and Arian Carter, we just didn't have another option. And and Elijah Herring was not the guy. Um, they figured out real fast he was the weakness, and they attacked him in every way possible. So a couple of people asked me this morning uh, at church. They were like, so what would you think about last night? And then we ran into another gentleman from church, uh, Pat Coe, at, uh, at Cracker Barrel. This was a very uh southern morning i had here you know mm-hmm. uh so we went to cracker barrel for lunch and pat watches our show he, he goes to our church he asked me he's like what'd you think and i told him all the same thing i said when when tennessee took the field yesterday georgia had not yet played they had no clue what was going to end up happening with georgia as far as they knew they were still playing for a shot for the sec championship game and with that on the line with it, with the potential chance of going to Atlanta on the line, that was all they could muster up. That's my problem with what we saw yesterday. I mean, you could tell by Drinkwitz's post game interview, uh, his post game presser, they wanted it. Yeah, and apparently more than we did, and that's sad to say because I, I hate it when people say that. They're like, man, you don't know. I don't know them. But they played with an edge. They played with a sense of urgency, which we did not. And that was my main issue uh, for the whole game was they um, they did not play with a sense of urgency at all. And here's my thing on that. You get 12 days a year. If you're a college football player, you get 12 days. That's it that are guaranteed football games. And you really aren't even guaranteed those because if you get injured, then you can't play in some of them. So you're not even guaranteed 12. Yeah. So I did the math and that was 3.34% of the year. 
3% of the year. That's it. If you can't get yourself emotionally, psychologically ready for 3% of the year, that's a problem. Uh, especially when you've got the SEC East still potentially within grasp. That's a problem. Uh, a couple other things that I, you know, that I'm sure we'll get to. There's already Nico comments in the chat, and we'll get to those in just a second. But um, I do not understand the the disdain towards Joe Milton after yesterday. Yeah, he's the only. Uh, I take that back. There were two other players on offense that played well, but outside of Joe, there was only two others. We had 350 total yards of offense. Joe accounted for 303 of them. Yeah. That's 87% of our offense. Now, yeah, he telegraphed that pick six. No doubt about that. He it telegraphed. Was, but but it was 29 to six with five minutes left. Yeah, for sure. And he got full. Um, it was actually the exact same coverage that Tank McCullough got his pick six on last week. He just got fooled. It was a bad read. He threw a ball. He didn't think there was going to be a guy coming down. He got tricked. But Joe was our leading rusher. He almost outrushed all three running backs combined. Almost. Um, so I'm not quite sure why people were so down on Joe uh, when he was one of the only people doing something out there. So uh, as far as defense goes, we lost contain on pass rush so many times, uh, which was incredibly frustrating because we had him you know, backed up third and long so many times and let Brady Cook escape. That was very frustrating. Uh, other than that, I know a lot of people on, on the Twitter, uh, were kind of upset about the lack of holding calls and my goodness, I think we could all agree. Yeah, there was some holding happening, but as far as the officiating goes, first of all, the officials can't tackle Schrader. Apparently we couldn't either, but, uh, they, they can't do that. But there were two things that really baffled me. One of them was blowing the play dead to review the previous play well after the snap. I went back and watched it today and timed it because I was just curious. It was 2.6 seconds, actually 2.67. So basically 2.7 seconds after the snap. So they snap it, 1,001, 1,002, then they blow the whistle. So Joe actually had the ball. He had bounced twice with it looking for – an open receiver, and then they blow the whistle. Um, I mean, I get it, you know, but you got to blow it sooner than that. I'm sorry. You, you cannot you cannot stop the play after the quarterback's about to throw the ball. Uh, you can't stop it to, to do that then. And then my last thought was the only other thing that I really had an issue with officiating-wise was Jabari Small runs the ball up the middle. He's – totally exposed at, at the end of the play plays over dude reaches down, grabs his face mask and rips his helmet off of his head by the face mask right in front of everybody. The umpire standing literally right next to him. No way. He didn't see it. No call. Um, that's a horrible message to send to every player on that field. <laughs> uh, like I, I don't know how in the world, at least unsportsmanlike conduct or something didn't get called there. Literally blew my mind. Yeah. That one, um, that one was stupid. Um, the, the play where they blew it dead and, you know, said it was under review. 
it's hard to know. Like that stuff comes down from the box. You never know when it actually got buzzed in or, or when, when the ref heard it being buzzed in and blew the whistle. Um, you know, that stuff you just don't know. But I would also say this, we don't have to review it. If Dylan Sampson has a freaking clue because yeah. 10 guys on the field were running a quick game pl- pass play and Dylan Sampson was running a play action pass and knocked the ball out of the quarterback's hands. Yep. He's, He's the only guy who didn't know what was going on because the entire, when I watched it back, the entire offensive line is quick game pass blocking. That was supposed to be a quick hitch to the outside. Joe was trying to get out where it belonged and inexplicably Dylan Sampson knocks the ball out of his hand, trying to take a handoff for a play action pass that wasn't called. Yep. So I don't have any, I don't have any sympathy for him on that call when you got a guy out there who has no idea what he's doing. So before we get to our second question, we'll go through, see what everybody's saying in the comments here. Uh, Tony started commenting an hour ago, and I appreciate you joining us, Tony. Um, he's ready to roll, and he's not happy. <laughs> he said this team has zero leadership. Uh, let's see. Unfortunately, some of our leaders are now injured. Which yeah, good. and actually, I meant to say that as well. Um when I watch it back, Cooper Mays is moving around pretty good. Javante Spragans is moving around pretty good. They both actually played pretty well. Um, the other three offensive linemen and every backup who came in for them, I'm not sure they're okay. None of them were moving well. None of them were really getting off the ball hardly at all. I think we have a lot of injured people who are trying to play through injury. And, you know, somebody made a comment about play calling. Well, let me tell you, as somebody who's tried to call plays when you're down players or when you're trying to hide people who are injured, it's really hard. And and I think that's a lot of what's limiting us is both tackles are playing at half speed. It's It's really difficult to call your full playbook when you're not sure what you're able to actually block. Um, left guard was a sieve. I mean, we, we had guys running through there all night long. Um, and, and when you watch it, it's not for lack of effort. It's, it's just can't get there, you know, can't, can't get to the gap. Can't, it it looks like they're running in quicksand and that tells me they're trying to play through injury. And, you know, that's, that's a problem. Like we, we don't have enough depth because of injuries. We don't have enough depth to sustain stuff like that. You know, Brew McCoy. We've said it for four weeks now. We have no wide receiver that has stepped up and taken the taken the shouldered the load, and wanted to be the guy. Um, and now you hate it for Dante Thornton. He's he's finally playing yeah. well, and then he gets injured. You know, you, you just hate it for him. Uh, Tony said, "Wish the players hurt half as much as I am. My soul's hurting. I really don't think it bothers them. Oh, I think it course. bothers some of them for sure. Oh, it, it, no, it, bothers. it bothers all of them. These yeah. these kids, these kids. This is a full time job." Like, you know, if, if you've never lived this life, you, you can't you can't understand the depth of what they do every day. I mean, you you go to class some. I'm not going to sugarcoat that like it's not the priority. Um, you know, they take a lot of hours outside of the season, so they don't have to take as much during the season. But every morning you're you're getting up early, going to the training room. Then if you have class, you're going to class. Then you're coming back, going to team meetings and practices, and then you go to the study table if you have to do that, or you're going to the trainer again for more treatment. 
I mean, th- these kids get up at 6, 7 a.m. and don't go to bed till midnight. And it's not because they're out screwing around. It's because they're doing everything they have to do. And, you know, there's very few of them, very few of them are not, or very few of them are apathetic. They all really care. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we have a, a, a transfer portal that allows the ones who are apathetic to jump ship. But, you know, when you look at all the kids who don't jump in the portal, those kids are out there sweating, bleeding, doing everything they can to to try to figure this thing out. Uh, Tony said, I'm telling you, all probably won't happen. Banks has to go. He's not good. Sick of terrible secondary and linebacker play. I guess they have no choice right now, but Herring cannot play too slow. Uh, he definitely, his lack of speed was, on one play in particular, was evident yesterday. Tony said Jackson Ross was our best player yesterday. But you and know what? Elijah Herring, his lack of speed was visible because he's trying to cover Cody Schrader and Luther Burden. Yeah. But you know what will help with the lack of speed? Be where you're supposed to be. <laughs> like, don't, yeah. don't take three steps in the wrong direction and then realize, oh, wait, that's my job over there. Um, yeah. That makes you a lot quicker. Uh, Tony said all, all the idiots on Fall Nation want Nico to start against Georgia. They will tear him up. Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've, that's all over X uh, or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Um, people are calling for Nico to start against Georgia. That's just not a good idea. Uh, that is not a good idea at all. Um, you don't want to take a dude and say, hey, your first start is going to be against the number one team in the country. Good luck. Um, that is, that's like the Nathan Peterman deal at Florida, you know, that year, whatever year that was, 2014, I think it was 2013. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just not a good idea. Uh, think about it like this. The best team that Nico has faced this year is Virginia. I think Georgia might be a little better than Virginia. And so all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's, used to seeing guys move at one speed and then he sees these dudes at Georgia move at a whole other speed. Yeah, that ain't that that is not a recipe for success. Uh what's up, Uncle Davis or Vault Bro Uncle? He said, I know it's totally crazy talk, but at some point late in the third or early fourth, I think Hypel should have given Nico a chance. Joe wasn't about to have a miraculous rebound by that point. Yeah, I mean I I totally understand that. I think especially late in the fourth quarter, Nico probably should have been in the game getting some snaps. Uh no doubt. Uh, Oreo puppy dog. Welcome Oreo puppy dog. He said Missouri didn't beat a straighter did over 200 on the ground over 100 in the air and no adjustments to stop him. Uh, so their hey. offensive line manhandled our defensive line and linebackers. And that's yeah. why one of the reasons why Schrader had such a, such a big day. Yeah, they actually did make quite a few adjustments. The problem was Jimmy's and Joe's. You know, later in the game, and, and it's where Luther Burden scored his touchdown. You know, they they tried to start getting real creative with their coverages. They played a lot of man under, trying to create turnovers. They they were trying about everything under the sun. Problem is, anytime they do that, Missouri knew, oh, we got Elijah Herring playing man on somebody. We're going to attack that one. And he can't cover anyone, ever. So... Audrey, welcome. Audrey, good to have you with us. Uh, my daughter's name is Audrey, so that's a great name. Uh, Audrey said, why do we have such a difficult time on the road and how do we fix it? Oh, man, uh, that has been the hot topic question. Uh, yeah. Well, really all season, but especially since last night, because 
that was our last road game of the year. We did not do well on the road. We won one game, a true road game all year, and that was at Kentucky. Uh, we did not play well on the road this year. Um, what, what do you think the answer to that is, Rustin? Oh, the easy answer is leadership. Um, I hate that answer. I hate when people point fingers at kids, but, um, I mean, the reality is it's hard to win on the road in the sec. And the way you do it is you have guys who are willing to will you to those wins. And I, I don't, I, you know, when I, when I watch a game, I watch the sidelines, especially games on 3.30 on CBS because I have the TV muted. Um, so I, I pay close attention to the sidelines and watch what's going on there. Um, and I don't see – like I see a lot of coaching happening, coach to player. I don't see a whole lot of player-to-player coaching happening. And, and that – to me is typically a sign of a team that lacks leadership. Um, you know, even last year when, when Hendon would come off the field, you would see Hendon and Joe and Gaston Moore actively talking about what they're seeing. You would see some grad assistant with a, with an iPad talking through with them and they're still doing some of that, but you know, I don't, I don't see as much of it as I did last year. And we graduated a ton of guys and, and that might've been a bigger issue than we realized. Um, losing Brew McCoy was a bigger issue than we probably realized. Losing Keenan sure. Peely was a bigger issue than we probably realized. For sure. You know, there are, there are guys who were probably leading that locker room who are no longer, who are no longer there. And, and it's, it's clearly become a massive problem because no one has stepped up in their, in their, in their spot. Carl, welcome buddy. Hey Carl, I replied to your email. So I I need you to reply to me preferably before you go to bed tonight. Okay, man. So check your email. (laughs) I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Carl said coaches can call bad games, but they don't make one tackle or one block. And you're exactly right, Carl. Uh, At the end of the day, our guys were getting just manhandled uh, by their their defensive front and offensive line uh they won the trenches and that's why they won the game you're exactly right carl uh oreo puppy dog said banks has got to go we need an offensive coordinator too so uh i know everybody's been talking about like alex golish and uh how we're missing alex golish so josh heupel was an offensive coordinator before he became a head coach and he had the leading offense in the SEC at Missouri when he was the, the offensive coordinator there. Um, he also he also called the plays every down while Alex Golish was in Knoxville. <laughs> like, yeah, let's not mince words. Alex Golish never called a play. Yeah, I mean Josh Heupel, he has, and even now he has veto power over everything that happens. Yes. So I mean he's he's very much involved in calling the plays. Um, Carl said our punter is elite, everything else, not so much. That is very true. Jackson Ross has been incredible. I think what was the stat? They've had one punt, no, four punt return yards all season long, or just no. one. Um, it was, um, he gave I up, they had, one, he gave up one last week, and they've given up, I think it's like 
No, he's given up one all season, one punt return yard yeah. all season. That's what I thought. And forty three in the three years that that Heupel's been in Knoxville. Yeah, we've given up one punt return yard all season. They had zero again last night. Not a one of them. Um, Carl said Herring was running the sand. Yeah, he just there was one play in particular what didn't look it was good. Bad. Uh, Brent, welcome, Brent. Uh, good to have you with us. He said, always had this year as a transition year, but now looking at the potential departures on offensive line and defensive line, have me concerned about what we can accomplish next year. Your thoughts. That's a great question, Brent. So here's, here's the thing. Cooper Mays, if he wants to, can return. Personally, I think he will. Yeah. Because I think that NIL money will certainly outweigh what might be a very, very late round draft pick, maybe even an undrafted free agent yeah. spot. Um, Cooper's a great offensive lineman, but the, the knock against him has always been his size, even though that really doesn't matter when you watch him play. But for some reason, that's still an issue for pro scouts. So uh, probably will be back. Javante Spragans could go if he wanted to. Probably will be back. I don't think he's going to get that high you know, round of a grade. Uh, John Campbell, probably gone. Um, I think Jeremiah Crawford has to go. I don't think he has any eligibility left after this year, but I could be wrong on that. And Mincy might have one year left, but I'm not 100% confident on that either. He might um, might be gone as well. So we certainly have to re- we certainly have to look at offensive tackles in the portal this year. Um, because yeah. as we have seen, we don't have anybody there that can step in to fill their shoes. So we have to look at um, offensive tackles for certain. As far as defensive line goes, you know Omar Norman Lott, he's gone. Uh, this is his last year. Uh, Omari Thomas, he's going to be drafted, so he's gone. Um, other than that, uh, Karat Garland, I believe this is his sixth year, so he's gone. Uh, if he wants it, Tyler Barron actually still has his COVID year. <laughs> I think he's uh, going to get drafted. Yeah, I'd say Tyler get drafted. Uh, Bryson Eason, I'm not sure how much eligibility he has left. He's been he, there forever, so he's he probably should. He should still have his COVID year. Um, Roman Harrison's out. He's he's used up everything. Yep. yep. It's going to be a lot of departures on the defensive line for sure. And so that's that's going to be an area and the secondary. But my goodness, we have tons of guys leaving in the secondary because they're all sixty-year guys right now. Yeah, the secondary we can actually weather. We've had a couple of really good recruiting classes behind those guys, and we've redshirted some kids that can can come in and play fast. Same thing on the defensive line. I mean, you got guys um, there that you know have redshirted the last year or have just been sitting behind waiting their turn, like a Tyree West. Um, there's, there's you got some, Sean Davey and Bradley, you got, yeah. you know, Joshua Joseph's coming back, James Pierce Jr. Coming back. Um, uh, you know, they got, they got some dudes, uh, D- David Hobbs is a freshman. Yeah. So I mean, he'll be back. Tyree so. Weathers be like, there's, there's kids. We'll, we'll be fine there. Uh, Daniel, welcome Daniel. Good to have you, buddy. He said, uh, Hey guys, just getting here. Y'all see Tyree West double, uh, double teaming the DBs to get a tackle. Double, double timing. timing. There was a the there was a downfield tackle where he run a guy, he ran a guy down from behind and beat the DBs to him. That, that's pretty sweet when you're a dude that big that can run yeah. that fast. Uh, let's see. 
Oreo Puppy Doc said Elijah Simmons was getting double teamed a lot last night. Um, uh, Oreo Puppy Doc said last year playoffs on the line, same deal in South Carolina. Yeah, I mean that's the issue. Like, what's going on? Uh, what what is it that you know when when the the you, you hope this doesn't become a trend that late in mid to late November when there's still a lot to play for and we just lay an egg. You hope this well, isn't like a trend. I don't think it's the same. I don't think you can compare those two games. When Hendon went out, that was a game. Like we were still in that game when Hendon went down. At one um, point it was 38-31. Yeah. Um, you know, when Hendon went down, the wheels fell off. But I mean, we were very much in that game when until Hendon got injured. Uh Daniel said, Do you think they learned their lesson after the South Carolina game last year? There's something up. Something off with road travel arrangements. Are they just going out and running wild? I don't think they're going out and running wild. I don't no. think that. Um, Oreo Puppy Dog said, Joe looked good, but play calling is horrendous. Uh, he said, the Pruitt East-West offense won't work in the SEC. Georgia will have several picks against us. Same old junk every game. Talking about throwing like bubble screens and stuff like that. Uh, is- so I will say this. Which is another reason, if you think back to the beginning of the season when Cooper was injured and we were struggling on the offensive line, play calling last night looked real similar to early season. It's another reason I think at least three of those linemen are playing injured. One thing we did last night that I loved to see, when it happened, I went, beautiful play. I mean, like out loud, I said in my living room, uh, there was a a fake bubble screen to the left. Well, it was an option. It was He could have thrown it. And then he hit squirrel on a slant you know, behind the, the linebacker there. That was beautiful. Like that, he looked him off, you know, sold it by looking at the, the screen and then hit squirrel uh, right inside the, the hash marks there. It was beautiful, beautiful boy. Uh, I wish we had done that maybe one or two more times. Uh, let's see. Carl said, Sankey has the officials killing the vaults. <laughs> uh, Tony said, Jackson Ross pins him inside the one-yard line. Defense let Cook run 22 yards on third down. Yep. Yeah. You're exactly right. That was one of the issues all night long. Watch it uh, back. Certain. I'll give you one guess who wasn't in their gap. I mean, it was it was repeatedly they 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 would lose contain repeatedly because people weren't in their gaps where they should have been, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's why Joe got a first down on one of the runs he had. Uh they ran a quarterback draw, and for some reason. The, the outside linebacker just totally crashed into, into the interior of the line and Joe went right where he was. I mean, like just, he was like, thanks man. You know, gave him a first down essentially. Plays like that uh, drive defensive coordinators insane because all it takes is one guy not doing their job and you can have the best call on the face of the earth. And if one guy doesn't do their job, you get ripped for 22 yards. And, and it just so happened they, well, it was intentional. They knew where they were going. They ran it right at the one guy out of 11 who didn't do his job, and it goes for 22 yards. Uh, Oreo Puppy Dog said Tennessee has to outplay the refs, and and I already gave my, my take on that. Um, the two calls that I think were ridiculous were blowing the play dead to almost three seconds after the ball was snapped. And the other one was Jabari Small's helmet literally getting ripped off his head. Yep. And and the guy, and knowing that everyone had seen it, takes the helmet and just throws it down on the ground. <laughs> and there was no call. And I'm like, 
what in the world, man? That blew my mind. Uh, Audrey makes a good point. She said there were six injuries in the first half, two of which couldn't return to the game. And there were two pretty important ones, too, especially Dante Thornton. I mean, he was playing really, really well. He scored our only touchdown of the day, and he couldn't come back to the game. Um, you know, that that's a huge deal. And the, the dumbest thing I saw all night was when I think it was Omar Norman Lott got injured. No, 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 no. It was somebody on offense. It was Squirrel White. Squirrel White got injured, and he goes down to the ground, and Missouri's fans start booing our own player for trying to slow down our own offense. I'm like, how dumb is that? <laughs> that that's that still just blows my mind that they thought we were trying to slow ourselves down. Like I was like, what in the world? That that blew my mind. Uh, Brock, welcome, Brock. We have Alabama fan with us this evening. Uh, this is a welcoming environment, so you're welcome here, Brock. <laughs> Uh, he said Tennessee run def- defense played absolutely. That is accurate, Brock. Uh, it was very much like the second half against Alabama, uh, except it was the whole game this time. Missouri's offensive line just completely dominated our front seven. I like this theory, Carl. <laughs> Carl said Missouri put volume in the Gatorade. <laughs> That is the first time in Volbro's history that someone has come up with a theory that the opposing team drugged our own players. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I love it. Uh, conspiracy theory right there. I love it. I'm all about it. Somebody needs to check it. Let's go back and go, go back and watch security footage of the locker room for the game, see what happened. Um. Hey, if you're just joining us, uh, welcome. We're going through uh, some fan reaction right now, uh, Vol fans' reaction, and apparently Brock from Alabama's reaction as well. Uh, we got 40, 46 people on Facebook and YouTube combined right now, and uh, let's see, uh, 13 people on Twitter. So welcome to the 59 people, woo, fast math, who are watching with us right now. Uh, let us know your reaction in the in the comments. We're trying to get to all of them here. I'm getting close. I'm at 918, even though it's 934. I'm at 918 when the comments came through. We're, we'll get there. Uh, Eric, welcome, buddy. Good to have you. He said, what's up, Rustin and Evan? A bad loss for our balls. They just never showed up on offense or defense. But anyway, still go big orange, win or lose. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, no doubt. Uh, I am concerned about this upcoming week, though, because if they couldn't come out with a better effort in this game, when they actually had something to play for as far as like postseason implications. I mean, now the only thing to play for against Georgia is you just want to beat Georgia. <laughs> like, I mean, you still want, you want to beat the number one team in the country. They will be the number one team in the country surely on Tuesday. I know they're number two right now, but after what they did to Ole Miss, surely they're going to be number one. Hey, I, I know you're back up at the top, but you need to scroll toward the bottom of the comments. All right, so I'll put a star where we were, so I know where to come back to. Which one you want me to put me up? Put me on the screen here. Which no, one? No, down at the bottom. Zach Zach's sister just posted under his name that he passed away this morning. What? Scroll down to the bottom. Oh my goodness! So this, uh, for those of you who don't know, Zach has been with us on the Volbros pretty much every time we go live 
uh, really since we started uh, yeah. about a, a little over a year ago. He's, uh, he he's actually with us. he's actually been live a couple of times. Yeah, he's come on our show a couple of times. Uh, uh, his sister said, "Hey, Valbros, this is Zach's sister. I want to let you know he had an unsuccessful surgery today, and he passed away. I'm using his account because he told me he loved your show. I'm just oh my goodness." Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, I appreciate you letting us know that. That is heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. I just um yeah. if you're if you're watching, I just messaged you through Zach's account. Um, so if you have access to that, please check it. Hmm. We will certainly be praying for your family, uh, for comfort for your family. Um, we love Zach. He he is a tremendous guy. We love him. And that is absolutely devastating. Uh, I'm so sorry for your family. Um, we will be, certainly be praying for comfort for all of you. We lost a, a Volbro tonight, for sure. Zach was a a big part of our show. We loved him. We absolutely loved him. Oh man. Well, hmm. well, that puts it in perspective, doesn't it? As far as like, we're sitting here talking about football and one of our buddies passes away. Uh, puts it in perspective, no doubt. Oh man. Uh, Well, what do you want to do? You want me to go back to where we left off or you want to go under? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's fine. Everybody in the comments are, are talking to her. So, um, I think, I think we can keep going. Hmm. I just can't even believe it. I mean, Zach's younger than us. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Uh, Brennan, uh, it's good to have you with us, buddy. Uh, Brennan said, uh, Nico ain't the guy yet. I agree with that. Um, oh, Brennan, I don't want to know the answer to this question, buddy. Brennan said, what was their third down conversion rate in the first quarter? <laughs> oh, for Probably one, we only had... 100%. <laughs> oh, their third down conversion rate. I, yeah. thought, I thought he meant Tennessee's. I'm like, well, that's easy. We only ran three plays in the first quarter. Yep. Probably... Probably a hundred percent if I had to guess. Uh, let's see. Brock said y'all played better, uh, Bama better than Missouri. I was shocked how bad Tennessee looked. I thought it was going to be a close game. We all did, buddy. We all did. We all did. Oh, Doug. <laughs> so Doug's a good friend of mine. Doug's a Georgia fan. Uh, Doug said he'd be totally fine with Nico starting next week. <laughs> I'm sure he would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Tony said, Rustin, I shouldn't have said what I said about them not caring. I saw some players on the players' lounge didn't act like losing bothered them. Yeah, I understand that. Sure. I understand that. Um, Oreo Puppy Dog said, on a good note, our punter looked as if he was looking for receivers for punt. I agree. Mm -hmm. I he agree. Was. There was definitely at least twice when he was considering doing something different. Including on the one that was pinned on like the one foot line. Uh, let's see. Audrey, 
I love this. She said, I counted at least 18 blatant missed offensive holding calls, five missed face masks slash hands to the face calls, four missed personal foul calls, and a horse collar on Joe. I totally believe it. I 100% believe that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what Tennessee's done to tick off SEC officials, but they certainly have done something. Uh, we went almost three complete games with zero live ball penalties. It wasn't until the fourth quarter last night that we had our first live ball penalty called against the other team in almost three complete games, over 11 straight quarters. Uh, let's see. Daniel said, I don't think any coaches need fired. There's one I wouldn't renew if possible, though. I'm assuming he's referring to Willie Martinez. Willie Martinez's contract does end at the end of this year. That was So that was my thing that they have to look at this week. The two blown coverages, one in the first quarter, one in the third quarter, I mean, it wasn't even close. Like, there, there was nobody within 30 to 40 yards of the people who caught the ball. I mean, that was – that's something I certainly have to look at. Whoa. Uh, was that Car- Carl? Oh, man, I, that, I appreciate that. Uh, Carl said he gave $20. Uh, in honor of Zach. Uh, that is awesome, Carl. And he said, Zach till Valhalla, Val Bros for life. Um, dang, man, that's awesome. Uh, that is, thank you so much, Carl. Um, Zach's sister said, thank you guys. He loved this channel. Rustin and Evan was like family. So to answer Brennan's question, um, in the first quarter, they were six of 10 on third down. Um, which, I mean, the fact that they ran 10 third down plays in the first quarter and we only ran three plays total in the first quarter, um, not ideal. Agreed. That got me, uh, when, what she just said about us being family. Cause that, Zach told us that one time too. And I, that yeah. means a lot. That means a lot. Thank you, man. Um, Hmm. Um, Jeff, welcome Jeff. Uh, he said, we're not as bad on the road as it seems under hype six and seven with two losses at Florida, two at Bama, one each at Georgia, South Carolina and Missouri. Um, I I get that. Um, oh, Tony. Hey, Tony. Thank you, man. He said, Austin Price said Bryson Eason and Omar Norman Lott can come back if they want to. Uh, well, that's good. I'll be shocked if Omar does. Yeah. um, it's good to know he can, if he wants to. Yeah, I would, um, I would say Eason definitely will be back. Omar Norman though, it's going to get too good of a draft grade. He, he won't return. So Scott Phillips. Now I, I need to know if this is the Scott Phillips that I, I, that I went to school with. If it is, you let me know, Scott. Um, Scott's the Tennessee Vols fans are the greatest football fans of both college and NFL. I totally agree. Uh, Another level of dedication, no doubt about it. Uh, Eric said, um, I agree, Evan Cooper Mays is a good center. Yeah, he's small, but that hasn't mattered often since he's been starting center at Tennessee. Totally agree. But yesterday against Missouri, Coop was getting pushed around too. Yep. Everybody was yesterday. Um, Everybody was. (laughs) What cracked me up when I read the stats, when I went through the box score, the rushing stats, Cooper Mays got into the box score in the rushing column 
because he recovered that fumble in the backfield. <laughs> and somehow that got him in the stats for rushing. He had zero yards, just so everybody it's knows. Scary. <laughs> he had zero yards. Cooper um, Cooper got pushed around at times yesterday, but I think he also I think there was a lot of times that he might not have looked great because the guard next to him was struggling so badly that it was spilling onto him. Um, the left guard, all of them, didn't matter who he put out there, had a rough day. And, you know, anytime the left guard or the right guard, either one, are getting pushed around, sometimes that makes the center look bad too. Uh, let's see. Somebody, we have a, a new fellow that seems in the in the comments here. His name's John. Uh, he said, we're delusional. Probably so. Uh, so thanks, John, for that. We appreciate it. He said, Cooper is a wuss. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, not accurate. That's definitely not true. Um, the dude is playing through four hernias and an abdominal wall, abdominal wall surgery right now. So kind of hard to say he's a wuss. Uh, he's also, according to Cole Kubelik, who was a center in the SEC, he said Cooper's the second best center in the SEC behind Georgia's. So that's kind of high praise. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I can't say I agree with you there, John, but thanks for watching. Uh, we're glad uh, you're watching with us. Um, let's see. Carl said Rustin's throwing out a red hair. Oh, nice pun, Carl. Nice pun. Uh, let's see. I hate it, honestly, because the kid plays so hard. And, and I, I, I so badly, when you watch a kid play as hard as he does, you want him so badly to do well. But at some point, the alignment issues have to get fixed. And and it's not, I guarantee it's not for lack of coaches telling him. Um, you know, Jeremiah T. Lander made a couple of appearances yesterday that were clearly Brian Jean-Marie was sick of watching Elijah Herring be in the wrong place. And, you know, it, it stinks because the kid plays so hard. Like if he would just do his job, he could be really, really good. Uh, Scott said another Vols YouTuber says the refs are favoring the home teams. I mean, it would seem that way, but I mean, there's obviously no way to know that for sure. Prove we'll we'll that. find out Saturday. Yeah. We'll know next week. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I, I hope that's the case. <laughs> Might keep it within twenty or something. Uh, I mean, I hope I hope that's the case. Uh, let's see. Uh, Audrey asked, "Anyone have anything to say about Schrader sucker punching Pierce?" Yeah, that should have so, been that. That was disturbing because there was a judge or a back judge right behind it who watched it happen. Like you can see him on the replay, looking right at it, and he didn't throw a flag. And that that that's the one play, honestly, even more than Jabari Small. That's the one the SEC should be looking at. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was dirty. I mean, there's there is no other way. I mean, dude just literally yeah. punched him right in the ribs. I mean, and clearly he laid pretty good contact based on how uh you know based on how James Pierce reacted. Um oh hey Jeff, man, you are awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff. Uh, he said, enjoy your all shows. And just wanted to help out you guys, especially on a difficult night. Hey, we really appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you so much. Um, we, re we really appreciate that. And, you know, I'd love to do something for Zach's family. Uh, maybe we can use some of these super chats and do do something for Zach's family. 
Yeah. Um, if she'll respond, really appreciate my, if she'll respond to my message, we'll coordinate that. Thank you so much, Jeff. We really appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Um, so back to what Audrey was asking. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. Like that was, I, I tweeted that. Uh, so that tweet came from me was, was during the game. I was like, that, that was something, uh, I couldn't believe, you know, that wasn't more was not said about that. A couple people on, on Twitter, uh, I'm going to share my screen so you can see what they have, have said. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how blatant it was. Like that stuff, oh, yeah, happens, for sure. that stuff happens, but he like, he didn't even chip him well. Like normally you would chip him and punch him as you chip. He missed the chip and took a full swing. And it was, I mean, it was yeah. so obvious. Yeah, it really, I mean, it really was. He like kind of launched himself into him a little bit too, to make it a little bit more impactful. And clearly it hurt. I mean, Oh yeah. How about James Pierce's reaction? It hurt. Uh, Jeff Kate on Twitter replied to, <laughs> I think, and he said, this is the reaction for most of big orange country. I'd say, and then uh, Tennessee Ridge runner said, I didn't feel good about us being picked to win going into it. I watched their game the week before against Georgia. Yeah, no doubt. They played them well. And uh, I mean, I was very nervous going into this game. And unfortunately, uh, apparently we all should have been. Um, so Tony said, Rustin used to call plays. I want your opinion. First possession, second half. Actually, it was the very first play of the second half. Uh, option to write fumble, didn't like the call. What are your thoughts? Um, without knowing what they were seeing and what they were trying to attack, it's hard to respond to that. Um, I, I honestly, I, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. The, the fact that we were trying to run the option and we were trying to get outside with it tells me we've got some guys inside that are banged up and we were trying to find something else um, try to alleviate them a little bit, um, you know, cause you can only run between the tackles so many times, especially when they're injured. Um, you know, so I think they were probably trying to create something that they hadn't shown yet. Um, again, without knowing who really is injured and what's going on, it, it's hard to answer that. I, I would, I will say this, I would have liked to have seen, you can do some creative things with the RPO. Um, like the one you mentioned a minute ago, where instead of running the bubble squirrel ran the slant. Um, there's a lot of variations of the RPO out there. I would have liked to have seen them because you're, you have, if you're, if your linemen are injured, you've got to throw a lot of quick game. Um, cause they can't hold up for long. So I would have liked to have seen some more RPO stuff where it puts the linebackers in binds and maybe slows them down a little bit. Um, that could have helped our running backs at least gain a few more yards. It would have opened up some, some, some of the middle of the field. Uh, my goodness, especially one of the most frustrating things for me was we finally threw the ball to Jacob Warren in the fourth quarter. Um, and you know, he got, I think it was two completions for about 10 yards each. His first target in two, at least two games. We needed that the whole season like he should have been he's a huge target he catches the ball well he runs well like it, when we've got injuries we need somebody to step up and be a big target that can go get 10 yards over the middle of the field and and i don't i don't understand why it's taken us so long to use him in that way um 
because he he'll absolutely go make the play. And right now, we need anybody that can go make a play. Uh, Jeff said, for help, if you get the chance to do something for Zach's family, we really appreciate that, Zach. And uh, Robert gave $10 as well. Carl said $20, or $20 you know, ditto. Um, his, Zach's sister said, all we need is your prayers, but thank you. Um, hey, we'd love, to, we'd love to pass this on to you guys. And so if, if you can uh, reply to Rustin's yeah. message or... I messaged you. I messaged you through his Facebook profile. So if you're able to access that, um, please respond to that. If not, if you could message us an email address that works for you, um, we'll we'll connect and and work on something here. Uh, you you can email us at thevolbros at gmail dot com. So real real simple, thevolbros at gmail dot com. And uh, we love to. Uh, we, we would love to, you know, do whatever we can. Uh, she said, keep this show going. We certainly will. We certainly will. We appreciate that. Carl said, we'll miss Zach. Absolutely. Uh, Zach was, he was, uh, he was the guy who would get us pumped up, man. Every time uh, we were down, he would get us pumped up. I loved his, his optimism and his attitude. Um, he was, he was the man. Uh, let's see. Um, Daniel said, if there are needs, can y'all set something up where YouTube doesn't take most of the money? I'm glad that, yeah, we can definitely help out if, if uh, we can get in communication yep. with them. That'd be awesome. Um, oh, Scott said he's from New York. He said, I did live in Tennessee for a couple of years, 96, 97. I don't think I went to school with you. I enjoy your channel though. Okay. I got you. Well, we're glad to have you, Scott. It's good to have you, buddy. Um, uh, yep. That's right. Carl said Zach was a spark plug. He sure was. He, he was, a, he was for us for sure. Um, Rory said, rest in peace, Zach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Oreo puppy dog said, I, I'll re- really miss talking to Zach. We've talked on different shows for a very long time. I always look forward to his comment before I commented. Absolutely. Um, that's right. Carl said he is family. Absolutely. He certainly was. Um, well, let's go to our second question. Oh, wait, hang on. I missed one from. I missed two. Uh, Billy, welcome, Billy. Uh, he said, I didn't get to watch the whole game, but I saw what the defense front line did enough that, you know, that they, they don't blitz enough, plus they don't have trick plays of all. Uh, doesn't play like number number 14, number 13 team. Um, they tried to do some stunts last night on the defensive yeah. line. Unfortunately, a couple of the times that stunt took them out of contain. And it allowed, uh, you know, Cook to escape, which was unfortunate. Um, but yeah, they're—I I know what you mean. Um, uh, Carl sent a message to uh, Zach's sister, saying, "God bless you and your family." Absolutely. Um, hey, Brennan, man, I appreciate that. And he said, "Zach was our hype man, going to miss his positive attitude." Absolutely. Um, I really appreciate that, Brennan. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we will, we will certainly try to get this to them. Uh, Robert said, so sorry about Zach praying for the family. Absolutely. Uh, Tony said, I've watched several Vols podcasts. You guys do the best job. Don't change a thing. I'm 61. Look forward to y'all show every time. We really appreciate that, Tony. Thank you so much. That means a lot to us. That means a whole lot. Uh, thank you. We really do appreciate that. Uh, so. 
the other question that uh, the last one, then we'll get to our second question of the night. Uh, don't forget the time our offense got to the five yard line rest called squirrel and number 87 for holding. Even Gary said it was just good blocking. That's right. Thank you, Dester, for saying that. That's a very good point. I believe that was Dylan Sampson carrying the ball in that play. Uh, there were two holding penalties against us on the same play. And even Gary was like, ah, it's kind of, it's kind of suspect holding. I mean, honestly, the one with squirrel, it looked like he just pancake blocked the dude, mm-hmm. which is incredible that squirrel white, who's only, I think five ten, uh, if that, um, pancake the dude, but it was just a good block. And unfortunately they called it for a hold. Uh, let's see. B jamming. Welcome B jamming. We are glad that you be jamming. Um, he said, was Missouri the team that Hypo decided to run up the score on last year? If it was, then it makes sense because players don't forget it and can be used as motivation. Yeah. Uh, so we really, well, but like last year, for example, um, it was, uh, like a one score game in the third quarter. And then it ended up being a, like a 50 point win. Um, um, so in that game, in that game, um, in the fourth quarter, Joe Milton came in and played the whole fourth quarter and had like two or three touchdowns, one of which was like 30 something seconds left. And Heupel's thing was he was just trying to get Joe an opportunity to run the offense, but obviously Missouri fans did not take kindly to that. Uh, you know, they were up by like 20 or 30 something with eight minutes left and they throw a deep ball to squirrel white for a touchdown, stuff like that. And then they score again with like 30 something seconds left. So that, yeah, that's, that, that's probably what you're referring to. Um, Cal one. Welcome Cal one. They said, Oh, refs again. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if they're saying that Tennessee fans are, shouldn't be blaming refs or if they are also blaming the refs, but, uh, that's, that's what they're, they're currently saying. Um, Billy said, I meant to have said number one team back in my comments. I got you. Um, so Mr. Jones uh, has entered the chat. Welcome, Mr. Jones. And he said, Nico should start versus Georgia. No, he should not. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that is, n- I don't agree uh, with that take. Um, that's like taking a lamb literally to the slaughter and telling him, hey, that number one team in the country, yeah, go have fun with them. And letting him play against one, probably the best team in the country. So that's probably not a great idea. Uh, it's very similar to what people now affectionately refer to as the Nathan Peterman experiment when he started at the swamp. Um, I mean, I, I just, I, I wouldn't do that. That would not be, that would not be setting Joe up or not Joe. It would not be setting Nico up for success. That's just, that's not, that would not be, uh, yeah. Not be good with a with a banged up offensive line. Uh, Joe scored more last year off the bench than he did this entire game. That is true, uh, but he did have over three hundred yards of offense yesterday. 
he he was responsible for 87% of our offensive production yesterday. So definitely not his fault. And he wasn't playing defense. He wasn't able to tackle Schrader. Um, if he had been allowed to, maybe he might have tried. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, nobody else was. Carl <laughs> uh, says, Sankey making sure we aren't a threat to Georgia or Bama's run, period. And if you don't think the players don't notice or feel it, you're crazy. I mean, I, I think there's some truth to that. Um, I think that, uh, I think that, you know, people, yeah, people can see that, uh, Carl said, please hit like, and subscribe. I think that's a great idea. Uh, that's excellent advice. Everybody should follow Carl's advice on that. Um, second question of the night, Rustin, who is your player of the game? Um, this is going to sound, um, this is going to sound maybe crazy, but I thought Jordan Thomas played really, really well. Um, when Tamarian McDonald, when Tamarian McDonald went down, um, he came in in a very difficult situation. Um, I think of everybody in this. Well, let's take it back. Gabe Judy Lolly played well. Um, he did a nice job. Nobody he was covering really did anything all night. Um, but I thought Jordan Thomas did a fantastic job. Um, he ended up with, I think, either seven or eight tackles um, from the safety spot, did a good job in coverage. Um, I think Jordan Thomas probably earned himself quite a bit more playing time. I, I don't know how injured Tamarian McDonald is, but I think Jordan Thomas proved he's a guy they can trust, and um, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of him over the next few weeks. Uh, Daniel picked mine, uh, Jackson Ross. That was my player of the game as well. And isn't it sad that our player of the game was the punter? <laughs> it's never what you want. Never what you want. But that's, I mean, it's hard to argue with Jackson Ross's performance yesterday. Um, two, I think two punts downed within the five-yard line. I mean, that's pretty stout. One of which was like on the one-foot line. So, um, I mean, that was, uh, he certainly my player of the game. Um, Rustin, who was, or what was your play of the game? So mine was the punt that was down within the one yard line. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. I mean, like that was an incredible punt. Uh, I mean, the ball hit what on like, it landed on like the, the four, maybe the five. And oh. I'll give the play of the game to Dante Thornton. Um, the adjustment he the, the adjustment he made to catch that ball on on that on that touchdown, and if his ankle is as badly injured as it looks like it was on that replay, for him to hold on to it in the midst yeah. of that because he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, um, that that was pretty stinking impressive. Well, and you know, like you said, the fact that he knew immediately something was up, like with his leg, because he, before he even stood up, he's motioning for the trainers to come to him. Um, I mean, like you could tell he was really, he was really hurting. Uh, Oreo Puppy Dog just asked really a question. He said, how much longer do we have Jackson Ross? Three years. He's technically a freshman. So even though he's like one of the oldest guys on the team, yeah, but, he's like, he's, um, I think 20, what, 25, 26. <laughs> I think he's 26. Uh, he might be 25, but, um, but yeah, he, I mean, that's just, 
it's incredible uh that we we get to we get to enjoy having him around for a while um audrey said dante yeah absolutely um uh, uh audrey said dante thornton absolutely uh he tremendous play and and like rustin said to be able to hold on to the ball i mean to you know to not let it hit the ground but then to hold on to it while hopefully not messing his ankle up too bad but uh i mean it is incredible catch and robert made a good point too robert said you know we can't forget d downing both punts inside the five i mean that's the thing like D knows his job, man. He does it really well. Yeah. Uh, he His job is to sprint down the field and be the person that hopefully catches the ball in the air. Um, and, and he did a tremendous job on both of those, downing them within the five-yard line. Uh, that, that, that punt that was down within the one, it, I mean, it was just beautiful. Like, it landed on, uh, I, I want to say the four or five-yard line, and then had enough backspin on it. They just popped right up in the air, came down. It was, I mean, it's perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, Daniel said he agreed that, you know, D being on coverage is key. Carl said he'll be an NFL punter in two years, maybe. I mean, it's possible. I, I think that's a, a very good prediction. Um, Jeff said Thornton's catch was awesome. He was just starting to get involved after the move to outside. Hate it for him. Oh, man, I totally agree. 100%. I hate it for him. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he had two of the best games he'd had all season. And then this happens. It's just, it's, you know, heartbreaking for him. Um, yeah, Jackson Ross is 24. 24, there you go. Um, Jeff said the punt down at the one was his play of the game. Uh, <laughs> be jamming like the look you said when I talked, when I said my play of the game of being a punter. Uh, Mr. Jones said no players in the game and a blowout loss. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yep. Um, uh, Jeff said, I uh, love the show, guys. I'm with you. No way. Hype starts Nico this this week. I agree. Uh, B. Jammin said, I thought Milton's numbers were pretty good Saturday, and they were. Uh, he said it appeared the whole team just didn't look focused, and Missouri's quarterback and running back playing and coached well. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, on all of that. Uh, Zach's sister said Zach wasn't about the money. He would he would wanted you to have it. Keep the show going. Don't sweat it. Well, I mean we we I appreciate that very much. We would certainly love to help. Um, yep. You know the the donations have been given tonight. Uh, we we would certainly love to help. And Carl Carl echoed that sentiment. And he said Zach's sister, please allow something from his Valbros family. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, Zach was an awesome guy. He's, I, I, I'm still in shock about that. I honestly can't. It's wild. I mean, he's, he's younger than me. Um, let's see. B. Jammin said, Will Hypel go fishing at College Station? Players may be looking to transfer now. Jimbo is out. I mean, I can't imagine that he wouldn't. I can't imagine that any SEC team, yeah, wouldn't. There, there were a lot of phone calls made all over the country today. I believe I, I totally agree. There was a whole bunch of text messages being sent and phone calls being had. And it'll be fascinating. It'll be fascinating to see what direction A and M goes. 
um, because Lane's already taken his name out of the hat, which was really interesting. Well, I guarantee you, Bobby Petrino's throwing his name in the hat. <laughs> but how do you? But how do you hire the guy who couldn't save your coach? I mean, they yeah. brought him in. Their offense hasn't been. I mean, they've been okay this year, but in big games they haven't been. I mean, they're they're, they're sitting at what six and four for a reason. Um, you know, I I don't know how you hire that guy. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I like this idea right here. Daniel said in Jackson roster D Williams touchdown will happen. I agree, man. I think they looked for it yesterday and it wasn't there. Uh, I think, I think there they was, did too. There was one play where he kept looking up as he was rolling to his right. I think he was watching to see if D came uncovered. So on that punt, on that the punt that was down inside the one yard line, when he took the snap, his first reaction was he started dropping back like he's about to pass the ball. Like he didn't even take a step forward at first. Yeah. And uh and then it wasn't open, and so then he punted it, and it went down inside the one-yard line, the one-foot line. Uh, Vol Night Long on Twitter said, where has Aaron Beasley been? That's so I thought Aaron actually I thought Aaron actually played really well yesterday because, again, you know, sometimes when you do your job, you just do your job, and it doesn't always stand out. Um, you know, they were, they were actively attacking Elijah Herring, and Aaron was doing his job. So he can't go cover for Elijah too. Yeah. Mr. Jones said we couldn't stop the run yesterday. What happened to our defense? Um, unfortunately, our defense got manhandled by their offensive line and lack of alignment by players not being in proper gaps. We let them get free. Uh, let them get free. Um, another thing. Uh, so I'm going to put, I'm going to share my screen here all night long. Just asked this on Twitter. They said, great question. Killed it in the bowl game. Then poof, he gone. How do you keep Dylan Sampson on the sideline? Uh, so this was early, early in the third quarter or maybe yeah. no, that would have been early in the second quarter. Um, because Dylan ended the game with, I think, five carries, which is not a lot. Um, but they only had the ball one time in the first quarter. And, you know, the defense at some point has to get off the field. Like, they have yeah. to make a play, and they have to get off the field. Um, Brent said, Joe looked too indecisive, in my opinion. There was one play where I think I totally agree with you. Uh, there was a play where it, nothing was open. And he should have just immediately tucked it and ran right up the middle because he could have gotten at least eight to ten yards. And instead, he was holding on to it. He's kind of indecisive, and he's like, I guess I better run. And then he only ended up getting like three or four yards. Um, so I, 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 I agree. Uh, Tony said, why wasn't Samson used earlier in the game? Great question. Uh, I think it's just because he didn't have the ball. You know, like, like when you think about it, they uh first possession was the only one in the first quarter. Jalen Wright was on in on that possession. Second possession, Jalen Wright was in again. Third possession was Jabari Small. And then the last possession, they only had the ball four four times in the first half. And the last possession, it was either back to Dylan or yeah. or, or back to Jalen or Dylan came in one of the one of the two. Because Jabari was only in on one possession in the first half. I mean 
they just didn't have the ball. Like it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was tough. Okay, Carl, I think this is an excellent idea. Uh, Carl said honorary Volbro shirt for Zach's sister. And so we do have an honorary sis shirt. We have an honorary bro shirt and an honorary sis shirt. And uh, I think that is an excellent idea. So just Zach's sister, if you're still watching, I hope you are. So this is our, <clears throat> I think this is our 84th episode. And I had already decided that on our 100th episode, uh, we'd already talked to Zach about it. Zach was going to join us on screen for a hundredth episode. Cause Zach always talked about how he wanted a honorary bro shirt and everything. I was going to give him one on our hundredth episode. That was, we were going to, I was going to surprise him with that. And so, um, that was, that was, that was my plan for that episode was we were going to celebrate a hundred episodes by giving Zach an honorary bro shirt. Um, so I would, I would love to do that for you guys. Um, Mr. Jones said Zach was an honorary bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mr. Jones and Carl have both been here a long time with us. So has Tony. So has a lot of these folks that chime mm -hmm. in. Um, we, I would love, I would love to, uh, to be able to send y'all an honorary bro shirt for Zach or, um, you know, an honorary sis shirt for you. Um, I'd, I'd love to do that to honor him. Um, so please let us know if, you know, like I said, the Volbros at gmail.com. We, we'd really appreciate it. Um, several people have said, you know, they should go after Walter Nolan uh, from Texas A&M and the portal. I think that is probably on a whole bunch of people's radar. Absolutely. Um, I think, I think a lot of it's going to be determined by who they hire. Um, you know, there are certain coaches that do well with certain types of players and there's some that don't. And, I'm already hearing the name Jeff Trailer a lot. Um, if, so Daniel, Daniel, to to your point of what you're saying, Daniel, uh, in the comments, he said they got to have their guy if they've already fired Jimbo. And I think they certainly have to have somebody in mind for sure. It's possible. Um, you know, you got to remember you're dealing with oil tycoons. Seventy six million dollars is nothing to them. Um, they would have done okay. it last they would have done it last year when it was 85 like they they're not worried about it okay so i cannot verify the accuracy of this tweet but somebody was tweeting out a photo from texas a&m's game last night where some donors were donating a 136 million dollar check to the the texas a&m athletics department and they're like wow they really flaunted the check that's paying his buy yeah. at the game. I don't know if that's, if that was real, if that really happened or if somebody was just doing a really good job Photoshopping, but if that really was the case and they were honoring a dude for donating $136 million and then they fired Jimbo after the game, they didn't fire him. After cold the game. They didn't fire him after the game. They, I mean, they, they told him he was fired after the game, but they actually, they voted Thursday. They just didn't tell him till after the game. Right. Um, the regents, the board of regents met Thursday and did the vote then, which means somebody had already anted up and paid the buyout on Thursday. Yep. Which is uh, just crazy. Green wave. Welcome buddy. He said uh, we're pretty banged up in linebacker. Oh yeah, man. Very long, long, long. We don't have Keenan Peely or Arion Carter for the rest of the season. That hurts bad. I mean, that's two of your top three linebackers. I mean, that, that hurts really, really bad. 
two of your top four linebackers, I mean. Um, Mr. Jones said Joe hurts our offense when he doesn't run. I agree. Uh, yep. he, he he adds a different dimension when he takes off running. Uh, I think people kind of know he's not afraid to lower the shoulder into him as well when he runs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I agree. Totally. Um. Oh, I got another guy named Mr. Nobody on Twitter. Sorry about that. He asked that first question about where Joe had been or where Aaron Beasley had been. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Jeff said they did take advantage of Herring and his inexperience or youth 100%. Um, yeah. He was the target on, on almost every play. I, I tweeted Evan or I texted Evan during the game um, that I, I bet if I charted it, they were targeting Elijah Herring on three out of every four plays. Um, I mean, it was constant. Uh, Oreo Puppy Dog said, I'm sorry, guys. This is just awful about Zach. I've got a huge surgery coming up, and this really puts things in perspective. I actually have a meeting with a surgeon tomorrow. Well, we will certainly be praying that that goes well tomorrow and that the surgery goes well as a whole. Uh, no doubt about it. We sure will. Uh, and you're right. It does put things in perspective. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, Tony said when Milrow and Jaden Daniels decide to run, they try to score. Joe doesn't do that. Okay. They're also a lot faster than him. They are. That's true. Um, but I mean, I get what you're saying. Like there are some times at the end of Joe's runs that he gets tripped up a little bit and he just goes ahead and falls down. I mean, I would like to see him try to stay on his feet a little bit more too. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, let's see. Carl said, come home, Walter, come home to Knoxville. Um, uh, Tony, very good point. Yeah. Tony said, try Jalen Smith at linebacker. He can play the next two games and still redshirt. That's exactly right. I'm sure we'll Uh, see that. Especially against Vanderbilt. No doubt. Uh, especially against Vanderbilt. Um, oh, wow. Uh, so, Zach's sister said it'd be great if we could send the shirt. She'll put it in the casket with him. We will certainly do that. No doubt about it. If you can email, like I said, if you can email us at, at thevolbros at gmail.com and address to send that to, uh, I will I will get that to you as fast as I can. I'll order it tonight uh, and get it in production and sent to you. And hopefully it gets there in time. Um, Mr. Jones said, should we have a shared moment of silence for Zach followed by GoVols? We certainly will. Uh, we will do that. To, we'll we'll finish our show tonight with that. We'll we'll do that for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Daniel, in referring to Jaden Daniels and Jalen Milrow, he said those two guys are more twitchy uh, than than uh, Joe is, and I agree with that. Um, uh, they said he is too focused on trucking people. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely, that's one thing about Joe. He seeks out content or contact. I mean, he he seeks it out. Um, she said, I'm using his stuff, so it'll be in his name. Uh, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. We just, just let us know where to send it. And like I said, we'll order it. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, it takes a little over a week to get to you. So I'm, I'm hoping it gets there in time, but um, it may not, but. Uh, we would still love to send it, uh, n- nevertheless. And um, we've had enough tonight that we can send you a shirt as well. Um, 
Carl said they picked on Elijah like they picked on Kamal when he went and turned around like easy money. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, Jeff said he wishes Joe uh, would learn how to slide a little bit better. Yep. Um, Dester said, are you going to let us know how to send money for the family? Uh, if they give us that contact info, we will. If yep. if they, we'll talk to her about it and we'll, we'll try to see what we can do. Um, but if, if they let us know, then, then we certainly will. Um, B. Jamin said, any Georgia score predictions? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> That's my score prediction. Um, I mean, I, I hope that it is. Uh, I'm hoping it's a game. I'll put it that way. I'm hoping that in the fourth quarter, we got a chance. That's my hope at this point. Um, that's, that's my hope because after seeing what they did to Ole Miss yesterday, that is not good. And so we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I do think Tennessee there, one thing they do have going for him is this will be Carson Beck's first time ever taking a snap in kneeling. So he has no idea how loud it can get in there and what that can do as far as, you know, communication between his team. So I hope, I hope that, you know, we have a chance in the fourth quarter, um, but we'll see. He said they do look like the best team in the nation. I agree totally, especially so after yesterday. Are. Yeah, especially after yesterday. The one the, the one thing we had going for us was that tightrope surgery, and then Brock Bowers walked out there and caught three balls for 34 yards last night. Yeah. So there went that. Carl said Georgia 52, ball 60. <laughs> I love it, man. I hope that happens. I, I, I would love it. It would be amazing. Um, Mr. Jones said, for having a six-year senior quarterback leading our offense, we sure are terrible on the road. I, I mean, so he had over three. He had 87% of our I'm, offense I'm not sure what over. else. I'm not sure what else he could have done. I mean, yeah. nobody, nobody's helping him. I mean, you know, Jalen Wright has the fumble as they're about to go in right before the half and score. Dylan Sampson um, knocks the ball out of his hands, running the wrong play. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Um, Zach's sister said she just sent the address to us. So we'll be talking to her. Uh, if you don't mind checking that email address, we'll be, we'll be talking with you over the next day or two to see, you know, what all we can do. And um, we really do appreciate that. Um, oh, there is a Georgia fan watching us right now. Cornbread fed. All right. Uh, Georgia by 50. I don't think it'll be by 50, but I don't think it's going to be close either. So, (laughs) Um, but uh, I I don't think that went by 50. Uh, uh, Carson Beck, it's going to take him a minute to get used to kneeling. Um, B. Jammin said, only teams I see having a chance at Georgia are Bama, Ohio State, and maybe Texas. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the SEC championship game. That's for sure. That'll be a good game. That's a pretty good list. I'd remove Ohio State and add Oregon. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm still true. not sold on Ohio State. I think they're a product of a crazy week schedule. Uh, Jeff said, I do feel they'll play a very good game against Georgia. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to give them a game. Uh, it's a home game. Uh, they have a streak at home. Um. Cornbread Fed said, "Just playing, brother. It's going to be a good game." 
I hope it's a good game. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to give my prediction on this one. I'm, yeah, it's not gonna be fine. I may take Thursday night off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's. I don't. I told some people that I was like, they're gonna kill us. <laughs> they're gonna. They're gonna blow us away. But I hope not. I hope it's a game in the fourth quarter. If it is, and I mean, if you get it to the fourth quarter, it's a one-score game. You got a shot. Unfortunately, I just don't think it's going to be a one-score game in the fourth quarter. Um, let's see. Carl. <laughs> Carl said Georgia's going to pay the fallout from Missouri debacle. Kirby throws his visor. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, of course, Kirby would get ticked off and throw his visor if they botch a punt or something. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. Um, BJ and so they did have a hard time at Auburn. That's true. They did. Um, Neyland will be louder than Auburn. We'll see what happens. Mr. Jones said, you know, attitude reflect leadership, Captain. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, to end our to end our show tonight, uh, Tony said something very poignant. He said, "Life is but a vapor. Enjoy every moment." And uh, Tony, I think you know, I think you're exactly right. Um, you're not you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, Cornbread Fed said, "I'm starting to get sad because we're coming in the college football." Yep, it's almost over. Um, but to end our show tonight, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna honor our good buddy, uh, Zach. Um, we will be sending him an honorary bro shirt. Uh, let's see here. I think I have a photo of it. I can show, uh, it looks like this, uh, honorary bro. And so Zach is our honorary bro tonight. Uh, I honestly, I still can't believe that. He's no longer with us. And uh, if you're just joining us, I know we just had a couple people join us. Uh, just so you know, uh, we've been doing this podcast for uh, a little over a year. We started November the 1st of 2022. And we have had tons of episodes. 84, I think, is this one. And one of the constants through all of them um, has been Zach. And Zach has joined us on, you know, when we first started doing this, we would, and we, I've got ideas, maybe of bringing it back, but we, we've, uh, we would put the link out there for people to join us on the live on the show. And Zach did a few times and we loved having him join us. And he was always such a ray of sunshine. I mean, seriously, he was a ray of sunshine. He always had a great attitude and, uh, you know, be jamming said, tell your family and friends, you love them every chance you get and thank the vets. Absolutely. Uh, this is Veterans Day weekend, and so we do thank all of the veterans who serve us. Um, but Zach was he was a, he was one of us, you know. He he was a, a diehard Vol fan, and he was always always got the had the best uh, best attitude about the Vols. And he <laughs> some you know we would be like, I don't know how this weekend's going to go, and he would immediately in the chat say we're going to win. You know, and he's, he's, he, he would, he would get us so pumped up. And I tell him, I'm like, Zach, they don't even need to bring Al Wilson into the locker room. They need to bring you in the locker room. And, and 
give them the pregame speech, man. He was, he would get us pumped up and ready to go. And so I, I, we loved having him join. I, I just can't even believe it. I mean, literally, I can't even believe it. Um, he was a, a, a jewel, a treasure uh, to have as part of the show because he was always just, you know, had the, had the most optimistic outlook on every game. And uh, he refused to believe that Tennessee would lose at all. <laughs> there were many times he told us they were never going to lose again, ever. <laughs> and uh, we love that, man. It was, it was awesome. And it's just, it's, it's a real shock to the system uh, that, that he's no longer with us. So, um, in honor of Zach, uh, we're, we're, we'll have a moment of silence, like somebody recommended earlier. And, uh, and then we'll end with a, a go Vols. And, and so if you'll join me in a moment of silence for Zach, I'm sure he and his family would appreciate it. Uh, to Zach's family, we are so sorry. And um, I appreciate you all letting us know. Um, uh, we love him. And uh, we uh, he was family, for sure. Uh, so in, in honor of Zach, go Vols. Uh, we'll miss you, Zach. And... Uh, The Valbros lost a good one tonight. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So uh, thank you to his sister for letting us know. And uh, as we communicate with her over the next couple of days, um, we will try to uh, be able to keep everybody informed of, of what we might be able to do to, to help out their family. Um, thank you to all of you all who are responding to her as well. Absolutely. That's, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing about this is, you love to see people coming together and supporting each other. And, and that's what we saw tonight. And that's a really cool thing. Um, life is certainly more than football and basketball and baseball and all the other sports we talk about. Uh, life is precious. So hug, hug your family, tell them you love them. And, uh, uh, to their family, we, we will certainly be praying for you and for comfort for you. Um, and we hope uh, we hope everybody joins us again on uh, Thursday. Uh, we got a, a, a show coming up this Thursday. We're going to preview the Georgia game, and uh, we hate that Zach won't be with us, but uh, we uh, we will certainly carry on in his honor. And uh, we know that um, Zach will be missed by by all. So uh, we hope everybody. Uh, has a, a good start to your week tomorrow, and hopefully we'll see you on Thursday. Uh, go Vols, everybody. Have a great evening.